Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop, Let's Talk R&B, Let's Talk What's Going On in the Community, and debuting with me on this podcast, I've got author, writer, and mother, Jessica Kemp. How you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. So listeners, this is something different. I just want to give you a heads up. So if you're looking for, you know, hip hop, you know, for me to talk about hip hop, you got to give me some time. We're going to focus on other things for a little bit. But Jessica knows we got to make the show interesting, don't we? We can't just focus on one thing now, can we, Jessica? Or we no, we can't. Have to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, we got to spice it up a little bit. Now, listeners that don't know, Jessica's a friend of mine. I'll tell the little bit of the backstory. Every year, we would go to the Young and the Restless Tea, right? So in Toronto. Yes. The cast of The Young and the Restless would come, you know, come through. And I believe this has been going on, I think, since 2012. So Jessica and then her best friend, she can shout out her as well, too. We we would go like, you know, we would meet the star. So that's how we met. And, you know, that's how we connected and everything. Am I right, Jessica? Or am I wrong there? (laughs) Yes. No, you are right. That is how like, oh, and that tea every year that got spicy. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So listeners, we've seen some of the cast members of the Young and the Restless. And shout out to the Young and the Restless, I believe. They're 12 thousand episode or twelve thousand episodes next yes. week. So shout out to them. But Jessica, let's get to know you for our listeners because you're a writer. How did you get to develop a passion for writing? Yeah, so I've I've always had that passion. You know, when I was little I used to write all the time. And when I would be in school, that would be my favorite time is when we'd have to do all those dreaded essays and everything like that that everyone hated. That was that was my moment and I loved it. I loved writing. But I never like I never believed in myself enough to do it. So all the stuff that I wrote over those years, I literally threw in the garbage. <laughs> Because I was like, I had this dream inside me that I was like, I want to be like, you know, the next Dr. Seuss or Robert Munch. And I'm like, well, what are the odds of that happening, really? So I'm like, oh, that's a thing practical. And I'm like, I'm not going to be some famous writer. I'm like, that's not going to happen. So I literally threw everything that I wrote in the garbage. (laughs) You know what the interesting story about you is you might have thrown everything in the garbage. But what made you go back to that thing? You know what? I can't run from this. I got to go back to writing. I got to write something. Yeah, so just working in like the childcare field and seeing my kids and I got inspiration one day to write, you know, the book that I actually have out now and I got inspiration from them and I wrote it and I kind of sat on that too for a few years and was like, well, what can I do with this? I wrote it, it's done, what am I going to do? Put it in the drawer and then uh, last year I uh, had my daughter and when she was born I was like, you know what, I can't be teaching her to go after her dreams and meanwhile my book is sitting in the in one of the drawers over here i'm like i have to show her like anybody can go after their dreams no matter how old you are so that was kind of i guess my daughter was like that little boost that i needed to you know believe in myself i'm glad you went after your dreams what do you say to you maybe you know let's talk to the parents for a little bit where the mothers and the fathers haven't gone after their dreams, they're living it through their child. 
What's your suggestion to that? I know recently you're new to being a mother, but what would you say to that? Mm -hmm. You went after your dreams. You said, you know what? I can't be this hypocrite. I got to go after my <laughs> dreams. You know what I'm saying? So what would you encourage the parents where they say, uh, it's too late, Jessica. I've got the kids. It's I've got a lot going on to focus on my business and focus to what I want to do. It can't happen. See, for me, I always say, you know what? Start with one small step. One small step that you do today to go after what you want is a, you're a step ahead than what you were the day before. And I don't think there's no age limit. There's never an age limit on going and after what you've been dreaming of, your passion, something that you want to do. So you might not get there instantaneously, like it might not happen overnight, but at least if you do one thing today for that, you're one thing ahead than you were yesterday. Even if you just come up with a, a company name, if that's what you want to do, or come up with a logo, come up with a slogan, just anything, come up with your first idea there you go. You have that idea. You have that slogan. You have that logo that you didn't have that yesterday. You're already a step ahead. Mm -hmm. So you're already winning. <laughs> yeah, you're already winning. And it's not too late to start. I love what Jessica said. It's yeah. never too late to start. I don't care how many kids you have. Listen, you could have six or seven kids. It's not mm -hmm. too late to start on your dream and to focus on that dream focus on that goal and write it down right Jessica yeah yes of course so write it down oh my gosh that's like the like I write everything now like just write it down if you think of something write it down save it save it you hear me don't yes, make my listeners, <laughs> listeners listening anywhere in Canada the U.S. Europe, <laughs> save your dream like save the goal yeah. write it down and say okay for example Let's say if they want to write a book, say, I want to write a book about pets. Just what do you call it? The example. Write it down. Say, you know what? I want to be a pet author. I'm so passionate about pets. Not me, but I like pets, but not <laughs> that type of passion. <laughs> but, you know, Jessica knows what I'm saying. Write it down, keep it, save it, and you never know. And this is about anything. But I'm glad what Jessica said. She threw it out, but then she came back to it. You can't run from that passion. So, and again, what do you say to people that they're running? They're running. They're, you know what? I don't want to face that passion. I know I want to do music. I want to write a book, but I just can't. There's just, it's just stirring up in me. It's like a drug. What do you say to that? But they're running from that passion. <laughs> you know what? I think it's natural. It's natural for us, especially like the older that we get. We love to come up with excuses. We love excuses. We live for excuses. We're like, I want to do this, but I want to do this, but we love excuses. So you know what? If you have to, if you have to give yourself a couple more excuses, give yourself a couple more excuses. If right now is not the right time, you know, wait a little. If you if you think your kids are too small, wait till they're a little older. But always keep it, keep it with you, keep it with you. Don't be like me and throw it away. <laughs> keep it with you. Write down. Keep writing every single day. The more ideas that you write down, and the more of that dream that you hold out onto. You're going to write a little bit about it every single day, every single day. You might not, you know, make a huge step, but you're making small steps. Mm -hmm. Small steps 
are just as important as the big ones because the small steps are what's going to get you to your big ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a message from Jessica. But Jessica, Eve, again, even though you threw that away, you wrote, do you want to tell us about some of the books that you've written in the past? And then we're going to talk about your new children's book, Never Too Far Away. Yeah, so I actually, when I started, I really was looking for advice on how like how I would go about this. I'm like, I went for school as a child and youth worker. I didn't go as a writer. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, where do I start? How do I do this? So I, you know, social media is a great tool. So I went Instagram, Facebook. I joined mom groups. So I asked moms, I was like, you know, what are your suggestions for this? And they would suggest another you know, mom's group. And I would just keep going to all these groups on Facebook and asking for advice. And I came across an idea of doing book collaborations. So you write your piece for the book, but you don't do any of the hard work. (laughs) 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 You just write a little piece for the book and it gets published, but you don't have to do all the heavy lifting, but it gets your feet wet, right? Mm -hmm. So I did that. So I did two, two book collaborations. So one already came out and that was We All Belong. Um, so we did that one that we came out last month and then I have another one. We don't have a release date for it yet, but I have another one for, um, it's a company called Pretty Women Hustle. Uh, so I'm going to do that one as well. So when that's going to come out, then I'll let you know. (laughs) So we all belong. Do you want to talk about what that book's about in case our listeners want to know, well, what, what's that one about? So my quote (laughs) when I was doing the press for We All Belong was that this book was what 2020 needed because it was all about diversity, inclusion, just bringing that positive vibe back to life and back to 2020 because 2020 has seemed to suck the positive, the good, and everything from it. So we were pumping that back into 2020. Mm -hmm. So that's what I kind of say about the book. (laughs) (laughs) So pumping positivity back into it. I mean, I know it's hard with the lockdowns, and I know it's hard with COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. Every minute you need something positive to pump. Is there a favorite quote you have from that book that you can share with listeners if they're in that place where all I hear about is COVID-19? I ain't happy. (laughs) (laughs) so um my chapter in the book i had entitled it let's make a rainbow together Mm -hmm. so that's kind of i'm gonna say that's kind of like my favorite my favorite part from that my favorite quote from what i had written there so let's make a rainbow together every one of us you know, if a rainbow, if you think about a rainbow, right? A rainbow has all these different colors and it's beautiful. When you look at it, you're like, wow, it's stunning. But like, if a rainbow only had one color, mm-hmm. it would be kind of dull. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't be a rainbow, would it? Right. <laughs> so, I feel like all of us together, the human race, we make this beautiful human rainbow, and we shouldn't be ignoring each other's colors. We should be seeing each other's colors, seeing what we have to contribute to society, to the world, we're all beautiful in our own way, and we have this beautiful, beautiful light inside of us, and never to dull it. Mm-hmm, 
Mm-hmm. So just supporting each other, you know, loving on each other, you know, and especially at times when these times are very hard, we need to love on each other and celebrate each other. And even people who have friends, like celebrate each other's goodness. Celebrate when your friend does good. Like, you know, Jessica, for example, I reached out to her and said, come on the show, promote your book, promote yourself. Like, you know, promote people, yes. right, Jessica? Yes, supporting, like right now, especially with COVID, like supporting small businesses, supporting your friends, like this is now more than ever what we need to be doing because, you know, a lot of businesses and a lot of people are suffering right now. And, you know, you just need, like now more than ever, you have to realize that supporting your friends, supporting your family, supporting what, you know, everyone's trying to do, it helps. And even if you can't, you know, we can't all financially support one another. But like you said, you invited me onto your show and everything like that. Like that helps, Mm -hmm. you know, that helps. That makes me so happy. Right. So that, you know, we can all do little things like that. Just showing a little kindness, a little love. We need to pump love and kindness back into 2020. (laughs) Now, Jessica, before I talk about the never too far away, I'm going to ask, this is what I'm thinking for you. Do you ever think of like opening a bookstore after the pandemic's done? I could see you opening up a bookstore. I don't know why. That's in my mind. <laughs> you know, I I would honestly love that. <laughs> I would love it, but you know what? I I love going to like I love going to bookstores. I think that if I if I had my own all the time, mm-hmm. I think, like, I don't know, not to say that I would get bored with it, but, like, I just, I love going to other people's bookstores, and I like going to talk to them why they wanted to do it, why they're doing it. Like, I like to, I just like to go. (laughs) (laughs) And I wouldn't want to be behind the scenes just, like, writing out all these books. But, I mean, I would like to write enough children's books to fill a bookstore. That would be my goal. Well, again, you love the Robert Munches. And which other children's author? Robert Munch listeners. That was my, everybody knew the Robert Munch. That was like the Beyonce of music, okay? He was pumping out left, right, and center. (laughs) Dr. Seuss is another one. Another Beyonce in music. Pumping out left, right, center. There's a book. But although I think one of them slowed down, Robert Munch slowed down a bit after. Mm-hmm. I think the last new book he wrote was like 2015, I think he wrote one book. I don't know if you read that, but I think that's the last time we've heard of Robert Munch. Dr. Seuss, have you known any Dr. Seuss recent books of Dr. Seuss? I haven't heard any in a while. I mean, yeah, I haven't heard any in a while either. And I think they've mo- mostly been doing, because um, now they're bringing a lot of the Dr. Seuss um, stories to life and doing, um, you know, um, like movies about them and everything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were doing that, but yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't, haven't, uh, haven't heard anything from them mm-hmm. in a while. So yes, but you're inspired by those two authors you are inspired by, and I'm glad they kind of motivate you. So maybe you'll be the Beyonce of children's books. Like you'll always have, you know, books coming out left, right, and center. Are you inspired after Never Too Far Away to write another children's book or not necessarily? You know, I am. I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be inspired to write. Like I, 
My, actually, I do. <laughs> I have a, my second book actually already in the works. So, spoiler alert for <laughs> that one that hasn't even gone into production or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But that one I wrote for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, suffered a loss with her um, her dog that was just like, I mean, beyond anything. Like, that was just, that was her person. Mm-hmm. Her her doggy person. That was her doggy person. Like literally, um, I, it was just, it was such a loss when she, when she lost them. And I said, you know what? I said, I want to take the story of you and buddy was his name. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to have that in a book so that you can have that with you and carry that for years and years and years. And that other people can see that as well. So it's going to be kind of like a love story Aww. for them, their love story. And I'm going to have it uh, in a book. So mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much away because there's some surprises for her. So I can't say too much. She gave us the exclusive. Now, okay, through the pandemic, right, people have lost animals. And what do you say to people that have lost the dog or a cat that's like their best friend? You know, that's like, or even parents who had a pet and lost it, you know, to parents that have children and all of a sudden the children are down about losing their pets. What tips and advice you can give to them? I know you can't give from the book yet because it's about (laughs) loss, but what do you say to them when they've experienced the loss of a pet? Honestly, I mean, my heart, my heart just goes out to them. My heart breaks for them. I mean, it, our pets are, I mean, I have at my house, I have a bunny named Thumper and we had Thumper since before my daughter was born. So I know that, you know, very soon it's going to come that point where I'm going to have to go through that. And it breaks my heart for anyone that's had to go in that situation. And I think the most important thing is, is to talk openly and honestly with it, like with your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I fully, I fully believe that. Like if you talk openly and honestly about, you you know, we think that kids don't understand because they're too young and like they understand more than, than we think they do. Mm -hmm. They understand so, so much. And I mean, if you need help talking to them, you know, reach, reach out. There's always, there's so many resources available that can, you know, help you in books. Books are a great way. I've always said you could always escape into a book. (laughs) That was kind of like whenever I was feeling any sort of way, I would just escape into a book. And a lot of my answers that I would find to kind of help me through would be found in a book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the other book that hasn't been pretty, Woman Hustle, right? I know it hasn't been mm-hmm. released yet. Do you know when it'll be released, you're thinking? You know, we're really hoping for the end of this year. We're really pushing. We're working hard, working hard. <laughs> so we're hoping for the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I'm not sure. Um, it might be um, like the beginning, like early next year. Uh, so we're trying to still kind of figure out that perfect moment, uh, to release it. But I'm so, so proud of that one because that one's just, it's just a bunch of strong 
business-geared women that are trying to empower the next woman to go into her business. And that it's okay that it's never too late. It's, you know, you're never too old to go after what you want. So just kind of repeating that message as well. So. Yes, yes, yes. Again, listeners, you're never too old to go after what you want. And again, we talked about it earlier. You can give the excuse, oh, well, I'm a mother, I have kids, or, you know, I'm busy. A lot of people have kids, but they still look at Jessica. Jessica's an example. She doesn't use, <laughs> and I'm not saying, and Jessica knows what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. it doesn't get busy. It doesn't get over hectic sometimes. Mm-hmm. You don't get that time. We understand, but imagine, Jessica, if you use that excuse, you probably would wouldn't have followed your dreams, or you probably would have just been empty. Do you think you're empty if you don't follow that passion? Sometimes, I think there's always that little part of you that's just kind of like you always feel like you missed out on something, or that something, like you know, of course, when we have kids, they bring in this special light into your life, but. You always have that one part of you that's just like, you feel like you missed out on this other, like, part of who you are as a person, you know? Not to say that, you know, you're not grateful for the life that you have or for all your blessings, because we have lots of blessings in our lives, but you as a person, you still have to remember who you are as a person is just as important as who you are as a mother, who you are as a wife, who you are as a husband you know, partner, et cetera, right? Like you as an individual person, that's still very important. Amen, 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 amen. Now, (laughs) I wanted to talk about Never Too Far Away because that's the book you're really promoting out there. It's a children's book. So do you want to talk about it? And then I have a lot of questions. You know me. So I'm going to give you the floor again to talk about Never Too Far Away. It was released recently, right? Yes, so it was released for, um, well, what we did was we did uh, a pre-order on the November 14th, we released it for pre-order. However, if you pre-ordered your um, your paperback copy of the book, we gave you the PDF version for free. So what that means is it gets sent to your email, to your email address, and you don't need like a like one of those fancy devices, like a Kobo tablet, whatever they're called. It just opens up in your email. You get the entire book. So while you're waiting for your book to be shipped to you, you get to see it on your phone, on your computer right away. Wow, wow, wow. You see, listeners, I think she's pretty generous and she's pretty good (laughs) because most people will say, no, give me my money. Respect small businesses. She doesn't have that. (laughs) No, no, no. But I mean, no, and don't get me wrong. People who have small businesses, I get. Every dollar counts right now. You don't know if your business is going to survive. But what I'm trying to say is she's being nice. She's, you know, letting you have a little bit of an exclusive, but you still got to pay. But you, she gives you the PDF copy for free, right? Yes. And we tried to, I tried really hard to, and that was kind of what I was thinking about too, because I have to think as a small business owner, but I also have to think of, you know, when I shop for things, right? right? So I tried to make the pricing a little bit different. So I actually have three different pricing. Mm-hmm. So based on what people can afford. Right. So I have for five ninety nine, you can get just the PDF version. Mm-hmm. So you can get the PDF version for five ninety nine, read it immediately in your email. 
Mm-hmm. So it's all there, the entire book, cover to cover, mm-hmm. five ninety nine. Or you can get the uh, uh, paperback copy for sixteen dollars, mm-hmm. and then you get the PDF version for free. So mm-hmm. while you wait, you get the PDF version. Wow. Do people even still read um, paperback books? No more. Do they read them? You think or no? I think there is still like it's a very quiet, mm-hmm. but I think that I mean for me especially, I love. I will always love the paperback book. I will always love pen to paper, pencil to paper. I will always do that. I still write everything, pencil to paper first, and then type it out. I still do it that way. Even though it takes twice as long, I will always still do it that way. <laughs> so never too far away. What listeners are like, what's it about, Jessica? Share with us. What is this book about? <laughs> so my book, I decided, you know what? We're going to talk about this. We're going to give away, you inspired me, Donovan, to give away more spoilers. We're just going to spoil this book. (laughs) We're going to spoil all the parents. No, it's going to be the parents who are going to end up buying it at the end of the day, and the kids still don't know, right? That's not a spoiler for the kids. It's a spoiler for the parents. (laughs) So basically, the book is about Sue, the soul girl Sue. She is you know, starting her first day at school, although when your kids will read the book, they don't know that it's school. <laughs> she just knows that her daddies are dropping her off at this really big building, and she's like, why do I need to go here? This is a really big building. Um, I don't want to go here. I want to stay at home. <laughs> I want to stay at home with both of you or one of you. I don't care who, but I want to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we kind of see like her you know why does she have to go like what, what's this building about what, what's the building for why does she have to go there and why are they just leaving her there what what parents just leave their kids at a building like what are they doing <laughs> so, <laughs> we kind of see like her little adventure throughout the day and how you know she feels sad throughout the day because she's not able to be with her parents and you know she meets other children and then, big spoiler for you guys, so she learns that even adults get sad, too. Mm-hmm. So she sees that her teacher is sad, and her teacher explains to the kids, Kalino, adults get sad, too. You're here. You're missing your families, but your families are also missing you. Mm-hmm. And all the kids are like, what? <laughs> really? Like, they get sad, too? We didn't know this. <laughs> so then they all come together and they do something, a little sweet something for, you know, their families back home. And we kind of see that at the end of, um, you know, Sue kind of telling her parents about her day. And yeah, mm-hmm. so that's basically pretty much the whole book. <laughs> uh-huh. You see, okay, yeah. the listeners, she's saying, I'm a small, okay. When I did a radio interview with Jessica, I was spoiling it. I'm like, oh, Jessica, I just spoiled your book. But it's important to know these things. But you know what? There's a lot of good topics we can discuss here. Like, for example, can you tell us the barriers of why children are refusing to go to school sometimes? And they're so attached to their parents. And I don't 
don't know if you're a mother or father listening and you know what it's like. Come on, parents, let's talk for a minute. Jessica hasn't experienced it yet. I'm not a parent, but I'm just putting myself in the parents' position. You know what it's like when Tommy, Tom, we need to go to school. No, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. I don't. We had this talk. And then sometimes your parent, you know, you get that anger. You're going to school or else, you know? So that's why, okay, and parents, I don't judge you. I know it's frustrating. I've learned to, I'm not a parent, but I've learned not to judge other parents how they raise their kids because really you don't know the frustration they go through. So if anybody who doesn't have kids, don't talk because unless you have them, you don't know. So Jessica, just give us those barriers of why do you think from your experience of talking to other parents, why kids just refuse to go to school? So yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think they, they refuse to go to school because it's the unknown. And every time I say the word unknown, I'm automatically brought to Frozen 2, and I kind of hear Elsa singing in my head. Um, <laughs> into the unknown. Um, but that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That sums it up. It's into the unknown. Um, they, they don't know. <laughs> they don't really know. Like, you can tell them, like, yeah, this is what you're going to do today. But, like, they really don't know. They've never experienced it before. That's their first time going to, like, anything like this. So they don't know. Um, some kids may end up going to daycare with my daughter is in daycare right now. So she's kind of, you know, used to me dropping her off. She gets like a routine. She has the three staff in the room and then I pick her up at the end of the day. But, you know, the daycare is pretty expensive. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, we barely make it there. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not an option for a lot of people, it's so expensive and not an option. So a lot of people are staying home with their kids. And it's great you get that one-on-one -on -one bonding time, but they never really leave your side. Mm -hmm. They're always they're always with you. So they, you know, they don't know. They don't know any different. They, they're like, okay, I just spent like a year and so with you or this much time with you. And, like, now I have to go to school or now I have to go here. And, like, I don't want to. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's totally natural for the kids to feel like that. And it can be very difficult for the parents. I worked in childcare for a long time, so I've seen a lot of parents would drop their kids off to me. And their kids would just be crying and screaming. And it's heartbreaking to see the kids like that. But then what's even more heartbreaking is when I would have to leave the room and I would see the parents in the hallway and they're peeking through the small little window of our door Aww. and they're just like watching their kid cry. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's so heartbreaking. I'd have to tell the parents like, it's okay. Like it's going to be okay. It's heartbreaking to watch them cry. I'm like, but as soon as as they get comfortable and as soon as they don't see you, they're going to get into a routine and they're eventually going to stop and they're going to know. They just have to, they have to develop that routine and they have to know once they memorize, oh, I'm going to go here, I'm going to play, this is what's going to happen and it's going to be okay. Once they know it's going to be okay, 
their drop off is going to be so much easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you mean like talking with them, like getting them prepared. Like you're saying, is that the best thing for parents now? Let's let's say they have to deal with that. And you know what, Jessica, it's even going to be harder next year because we're used to staying at home now. A lot of people are doing mm -hmm. online schooling, and maybe there are teachers who are parents who are used to having the young ones at home. What advice can you give them for next September when they cross that bridge? Because it might even be more harder to get them into school next year. Yeah, I mean, for sure, COVID really, mm -hmm. COVID is really going to do a number on those kids going back to school in September. So, like I said, talking to them, going through, like, their day, even if they're at home with you right now, just making sure to always tell them, like, so you're at home now, but this is, you know, like, let's get, like, let's pretend we're at school, role play with them. Mm -hmm. So let's pretend we're at school because, you know, you start school in September, that's this many months away and count with them, depending, you know, so depending on how old they are, of course, that would obviously be for a lot younger. You're not going to do that with your teenager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be like, one, two, three more months your teenager. Hi, <laughs> your teenager's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, mommy, you've lost it. <laughs> so it's but, you know, with the younger ones, just talking to them, right? Like, you know, even even if they are teenagers, you know, talking to them, like, get to know their, like, what are their anxieties? Yes, teenagers do have anxieties that might not look, what, you know, be the same anxiety as what we have, but they do have anxieties. Teenage anxiety is real anxiety, and so is, like, preteen as well. They have anxieties. So acknowledging that and just asking them what, like, you know, what is your thought, like, where, like, where's your thinking right now? Mm -hmm. You know, with, with school coming up, like, are you okay? Do you, like, do you want to go back? Like, you know, talk to them, have an open and honest conversation with your kids. Yes, yes and that's important. Open, honest, prep them, like Jessica said, really talk to them and get them used to, like, you know, going outside too and playing with them, you know, and get them you know what i'm saying jessica to get used to being outside because uh, there's gonna come a day parents and parents that are listening they're gonna have to <laughs> let go of your side leg you know i know they're yeah. used to being attached <laughs> to the hip and some parents probably you know have a fear too that oh my gosh my baby's going to school or i'm gonna miss him or her I know that, parents, but we got to let them go because, as Jessica said, we don't want to be doing the same thing as a teenager. As a teenager, they'll look at you like <laughs> you are really crazy if you go into it. But I think what Jessica's saying, bringing it back to home, it's just constantly talking to them. I don't care if they get annoyed with you to the point where they want to tell you to shut up. I'd rather just yeah. drill it in their ears continuously, continuously. Listen, you're going to school, you're going to school. Okay, pick a day. Let's see. And like Jessica said, let's play. We're going to school. And Jessica, again, a good point. In the book, I'm spoiling the book. You never know what your children will be used for because Jessica, in the book, remember, she saw her teacher crying. And remember, Sue was kicking and screaming. She don't want to go to school. She's not going there. You don't know what your children could be used for. Your children could make a difference in somebody else's life. Am I correct, Jessica? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, show, you know, your kids can, 
you know, be that example because, you know, every kid's different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, you know, I can say all I want, like, yeah, talk to your kids. Like, yeah, it's really important to talk to your kids, but it's not like a, you know, one way street or like one, you know, one solution system, I should say, right? Like it might not, it might not work. <laughs> There's going to be days where talking or role playing or doing any of this kind of stuff. It's just not going to work. And you're going to have those days. You're going to want to pull your hair out. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Your kid's going to be okay. It's going to work itself out. You just have to be consistent and try and get ahead of the curve as much as possible, right? So if you're noticing that they're still struggling trying to get ahead of that as much as possible, I mean, but, you know, we're parents, we're busy, we have to go to work at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, I should say, you know, we can't, you know, parents are not at fault when something goes wrong. You're not like, you cannot be fully in control all the time and that's okay. <laughs> I think a lot of parents just have to give themselves a break sometimes because it can get stressful, especially when, you know, you want to solve all your kids' problems because you don't want them to be sad. You don't want them to be hurt or angry, but you have to teach your kids that there will be days that you're going to be sad, that there will be days that you're going to be angry, but when you have those days, come to me. And let's work it out together because you know what? Just even tell them, mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, we all get sad too. We get sad too. We have days where we're sad, but you know what? We need to talk to each other. We need to work it out. And we need to find ways to make sure that we don't stay sad for too long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like what Jessica said. We're not saying we have all the answers. She made it clear. You're going to have some days where you're going to want to pull out your hair. You're going to have some days where you feel like you want to throw the child across the wall. You can't do that, parents. I'm just saying. Yeah, don't, don't recommend that. Don't recommend that. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't recommend that. But you feel like it. Like, why aren't you getting ready? You know what I'm saying? But it's talking to them, constant talking to them again and working out a plan. And if talking to them doesn't work, let's say, for example, I'll, I'll use me. If I have a son or a daughter, I'd say, okay, you know what? Let's bake together and then I kind of massage it in. You do know September you're going to start school, right? How okay. about, this is not a bride, parents, but, and I know, you're probably thinking, you don't have kids. Who the hell are you to talk? Hey, 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 we can give advice too because Jessica's backing me up too. How about I bake you a nice, good, you know, I bake you and the classmates and the teachers a good, nice chocolate chip cookies. And what do you call it? Every Friday, once a week, but you got to promise that you be going to school and cooperate. If you do good, I give you a reward now. I don't know if that's a bribe, Jessica. I don't know if you like that suggestion. <laughs> you know, you think I think that would be considered a bribe, but we could twist it, though. We could take your idea and we could twist it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Although I must say, I will be that parent that will buy it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to buy the gluten-free, healthy things, uh, and I'm going to bring uh, them. I'm like, I made them. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did. I don't Played know. Over. <laughs> Parents, if you have any suggestions, and maybe you can, what do you call it, you can email me as well, too, that I can share the listeners of 
of what works for you is a bribe and that's a good bribe by the way i'm not saying i'll give you money if you go no 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 i'm just saying if they you know make it fun that oh i'm gonna get some chocolate chip cookies what do you call if i behave myself if i don't behave myself i ain't get nothing i'll be like nope so that uh, that so, again, <laughs> we could we could twist it instead of instead of the kid getting mm-hmm. like all the cookies. Right. We can say, you know what? How about you can bake or buy? That's true. <laughs> I can buy, <laughs> but bake we can bake or, or buy, buy cookies, or... <laughs> and we could do it together, mm-hmm. and then you. Mm-hmm. With, of course, the permission of school, because now COVID, you probably shouldn't be baking and bringing anything That's in. True. But we could bring them in together, and you can hand out your cookies to your teacher, to your friends, to everyone in your class, mm-hmm. so that they get something to look forward to. So then when you drop them off, you say, okay, I'm going to go to work. Here's your cookies. Go hand them out. Have a great day. I love you. And then you slowly back away and run to your car. (laughs) And then they have have something to do because in their heads they're going to be like, okay, I worked really hard at these cookies. So now today I need to go hand them out to everybody. So they're going to be focused on that. They might not even notice you back in the way and run into your car. <laughs> it may work. It may work. I think mostly that would work. If you just talk to them and make school feel like it's fun. Don't make it seem like you're sending them to jail or an asylum. Because exactly. then they will be crying. If you, because if you, yeah. I can understand some of those kids crying. If you're just saying, for example, I'm going to say, you're going to school. Well, that exactly. to me is like... Oh my gosh, are you sending me away? Mommy and daddy yeah. don't love me no more. And then they're crying because it's all how you word it and how you talk. Parents, please don't just tell them you're going to school and that's it because then it will be like a mental institution and it will be like prison, pr- prison reform to them. And yeah. thinking like, I'm in jail, I want to get out of here. So, again, just to wrap up that point, parents, I wish you all the best. I think. Let's just talk to them and we'll work it. We'll have Jessica back on the show always, you know, to give us some tips. I know she hasn't reached there with her daughter yet, but I imagine it will go good with your daughter. And I imagine you'll talk to her probably every night to kind of get her in that transition when it happens, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I started talking. My daughter is only a little bit over a year old, and I've already started talking to her. And I make her think that when she's going to, I think sometimes I change it up. I say you're going to daycare, but sometimes I say school. And I'm like, you're going to talk to your teachers, because, you know, child care educators, there's teachers too, they're educators. But, like, you're going to see your teachers, you're going to see your friends. And I'm like, mommy's going to work too. Like, I'm working from home right now, but I'm like, mommy still has to work. So, bye, love you. (laughs) And then I run. I do my my approach. (laughs) My approach is to drop and run. (laughs) So, I'm just like, hand her off, love you, and I run. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
roll the bowling ball and go. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. We're, we're not, Pretty much, yeah. We're not encouraging that. Just have fun, parents. All the parents that are listening, just have fun. Again, I don't have kids, so I know you all are frowning upon me saying you have a lot of suggestions for a person who doesn't have kids. But I've been through a lot, and I know life experiences, and I know children as well, too. I don't have to be a parent to not know children. I mean... You know, I know people say, well, he who feels it knows it. Do you know what it's like? Yeah. No, I don't have to know what it's like, but I do know kids and I know kids. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I do know them. Yeah. So they're smart. <laughs> but I wanted to, what do you call it? Get your now in case people get the book and listeners, we are going to talk about this parents and everyone. So I want you to listen up now in our society. It's very different now. Me and Jessica would come from an age where, yeah, certain things were talked about, yes, but it wasn't talked about heavily. Now, I know in the book, Never Too Far Away, she has two daddies. Now, before parents throw, conservative parents throw a fit and say, this is not a children's book, I'm not buying it. Jessica, what do you say to them when they're saying, this is not a kid's book? How is it a kid's book? book when it's promoting a gay lifestyle if you hear that from a conservative family well I'm gonna, I have a feeling I'm going to be hearing it a lot from a conservative family um, you know I really I really encourage you <laughs> to buy the book <laughs> because then you will learn that there, there's no such thing as promoting a gay lifestyle or turning your kids gay. There's no, just these things don't happen. These like, <laughs> it just, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, this is not, this is not how things work. <laughs> there's no, there's no gay agenda. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I, I'm not worried about sending my daughter <laughs> to school, but other kids who have, you know, parents that are part of the LGBTQ community. I'm not scared of that. I don't care because there's nothing to be scared of. And I mean, all these conservative people saying all lives matter. Well, you can't say all lives matter if you have a problem <laughs> with someone having two dads or two moms or whatever the case may be. Like, you can't say that, can you? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. all, all lives do matter. You just got to mean it and you have to follow through. <laughs> so, I mean, pick yeah. up a copy of my book and you'll see. Dude's <laughs> having a hard day. Her dad drop her off at school. She sees her dad at the end of the day. <laughs> There's no what's what's the problem? You drop your kids off at school and you pick them up at the end of the day. It's the same thing. Yeah. The same thing. The yeah. same thing. No, nothing different happens. Mm -hmm. Nothing different happens. There's no like, there's no gay family straight up. No, nothing, nothing different happens. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You see your kid in the morning, you see your kid at night. It's all the same. You don't have to panic. <laughs> there's no panic, no panicking going on, no panic necessary. <laughs> now I can speak on this a little bit, listeners. Okay. Now I, you know, I know a lot of people, we've heard all, all this year, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. But if you're going to be homophobic, you can't say black lives matter. And yes, all lives do matter. I want to make that clear. Just right now, black men and black women have been killing. We're just saying that their lives matter too. But generally, all lives do matter. Jessica is right. All yeah. lives do matter. But my point is, if you're going to be homophobic... I. 
uh, you know, conservative families, I know what you're thinking. Well, it's in the Bible, you know, it's in the Bible. How can she be, you know, <laughs> promoting this? You know, everybody writes about, you can learn something, okay? It's not as bad. And Jessica and I even talked about it in a radio interview. A lot of the time you think your kids care. They don't care. They might giggle and say, oh, Mr. This and Mrs. That. What do you call it? She likes a girl or he likes a guy. That's all they're saying. They're not saying, oh, he's a, he's a faggot or this or, you know. They're no. not saying that. So... I don't know. I, I don't know, Jessica. It is going to come up with you. What do you call it? I'm sure you've heard it from the conservative family, or I'm sure there's conservatives listening right now. But what do you say to the liberal-minded people who are open and say, you know what? I'd actually like to learn what this is about. Not really the community, but just learn about the book. What would What tips would you give them where they're open to learning? Yeah, I mean... Books are a great resource. I mean, my, I mean, not just my book, but I mean, there are other books, there are other books out there. In fact, you know, I, I actually went to one of the local bookstores here in Toronto, um, you know, support small businesses. So I went there and I actually picked up a couple books for me and my daughter. And I picked up one of um, the books so that I can learn about using people's pronouns. And one of the things I was saying was when I was trying to find out, not find out, but when I would ask about people's pronouns, I was using the term, oh, what's your preferred pronoun? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, there's nothing wrong. Like, I'm, I'm asking them what's their preferred, so that I know, so that I know, like, how I should, you know, like, when I speak to them, what I should be saying. If I should be saying he or she or they, and it turns out... <laughs> my mistake that you know asking it's not preferred pronoun that is their pronoun and i'm like oh that makes so much sense and see did i make a big deal out of it no what i did was i actually put on my facebook page I'm like you know what i learned something today i was like my bad like i i sincerely apologize and now going forward it's i now i use pro i just use pronouns that's it what what is your pronoun? That's all, that's all, that's all it takes two seconds. It took me two seconds to change the way that I said something, and it makes the other person feel acknowledged, feel seen, feel loved, feel heard. It, did, it didn't cost me anything. <laughs> it didn't cost me any money. It didn't hurt me in any way. I wasn't hurting myself. No, it was a simple just changing the way that I said something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Just like if I said something and, you know, someone says, I hurt my feelings. I'm not going to be like, well, too bad for you. <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change how I say it so that, you know, the next time I don't hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. It's not a very, like, it's not a very complicated thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you want to get, you know, if you want to learn about something, pick up a book or talk to a friend, talk to somebody in the community. You know, there's so many things that you can do and that you can learn. And I think the best thing for us as a society to realize is that when people actively want to learn and if they make a mistake, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, you know, you know, call someone by the wrong pronoun, it's, you made a mistake, but you know, apologize and then reword what you said. 
that it takes, you know, it takes two seconds. It's really not a big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And conservative people, I just want to make a point. Any conservative Christians or, and yes, I'm calling you out. If somebody tells you to call them by their pronoun name, let's say, not me, but I'm going to use example. <laughs> if I'm Bob and I want to be called Sheila, can you please respect that? I'm just saying, I don't right? go to your church. I'm just saying, can you respect that? If I say, call me Sheila, can you respect that? I know conservatives exactly. are scratching their heads saying, wait a minute, are you on her side? I'm not on anybody's side. And I have talks <laughs> with, what do you call, LGBTQ people on this show. I do, because although it's a hip-hop show, yeah, but I talk about many different you know, topics too. And I tell LGBTQ people, if people are not accepting you, go to a community that will accept you. Do not try to force somebody to accept something that they're just not going to accept. But for the conservatives, again, if somebody is telling you that they are having a problem struggling in an area of their life, whether it's their sexual preference or whether they want to be called a certain name, then respect it. Don't force the Bible down my throat and say it's wrong and you're going to hell. That's exactly. all I'm saying. That's all and I'm I mean, saying. shocker for the conservatives listening, I believe in God. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, be- I believe in God, <laughs> but I also believe in the fact that I don't have all the answers. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I, true. I could be wrong. That's I don't, I, I have my beliefs, right? <laughs> I have my beliefs. I have my, my dreams, my wishes of what life will look like, say, when I die. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't experienced it yet. <laughs> <laughs> have you? And then come back to life, and then you can explain it to me. But, like, um, haven't seen anyone come back to life yet. So, <laughs> can't ask them. Um, but, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went to church with my family when I was younger. And, you know, I have the conversation with my husband about, you know, maybe one of these days, you know, we should start going to church again with Kaya and explaining it to her, you know. And, you know, but I don't have to just explain to her about, you know, Christianity. Mm-hmm. I can explain it to her, you know, Native, you know, Native Americans and spirituality. Like, there's so much that we could learn about different religions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach my daughter about all the religions. You. So if you're Thank listening you. and you're from a different religion than Christianity, <laughs> holler at your girl, please, and let me know so I can teach my daughter about all these different religions, because no one knows what's going to happen. And again, <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> and listeners, what do you call it? Jessica's an ally for the LGBT. I'm not a part of the LGBTQ community, and neither Jessica's mm-hmm. just an ally. I'm not a part of the community. I don't have to be a part of the community. And I don't care even if I, I am not. I don't have to. Not everybody who is or not doesn't have to be a part of the community. Am mm-hmm. I correct? I just want to set yeah. that clear to you listeners. Can, you can still be an ally. You can, <laughs> you can still be an ally. Just because I wrote a book about a little girl with two dads. This, this is again, I think I... You know, my husband's here, and has, like, you know what I mean? It's not my book. If I read my book, <laughs> it's not going to turn me gay. That does not happen. That's not how it works. <laughs> I read the book. I read the book, and I don't feel like I want to go marry a man now, and I read the book. 
<laughs> like, I mean, come on. I mean, at some point, you just you just have to give your head a shake and be like, yeah. there's just, like, what are you saying? There's no gay agenda. No one's trying to turn your kid gay. Yes. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> so, okay. Let's, you know, wrap it up. For those people that say, I think you guys are full of it and you guys need to read your Bible. What do you want to say to them? And what do you want to say to the general people that have been supporting you? I mean, you don't want to support me. You don't want to support me. You don't have to, but I might not support you either. <laughs> because I don't like your values. If you don't, I'm raising my daughter to be kind to the world, to be kind to her friends, to be kind to everybody that is different from her. So if your kid's not like that, if you're not like that, and you want to be rude to people that you don't even know, well, you know what? Then go buy my book. <laughs> good. Good. I, I don't like care. That I don't answer. care about the sale that much. <laughs> if you if you are that if you are that into your religion that you can't be nice to people, which by the way, I really don't think God would be happy with you being rude to people. Just saying. Um, but if you can't be nice to people, then I really don't need the sale. <laughs> I don't need it that badly. Um, and some people that support me, you know, thank you. Keep supporting me. I'm going to keep writing books. I'm going to keep writing books about all different kinds of people. And I mean, if you read my books and you don't see yourself in my book, hit me an email and just let me know. I'll be like, you know what? I can you write more books about you know these types of people or like this community? And I'll be like, sure, mm-hmm. no problem. I'll do that. I'm more than happy to do that. I think that you should see yourself in the majority of books that you have in your house, mm-hmm. your kids' books. If you don't see yourself or your family in your kids' books, you know, our books aren't diverse enough then, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And listeners, we can't like everything and even some things. Maybe there's some things I said that you don't agree with with, with me or you think I was choosing sides. Oh, you're on her side because she's your friend. No, maybe I said some things, some things that Jessica doesn't agree with. I mean, she can call me out on the, the, this after the interview and we'll talk about it. But I'm, I'm not here to please everyone. I'm here to be fair. I'm not picking, what do you call it, sides here. And I know there are conservative listeners saying you just picked a side. You just said that, what do you call it? You're okay with the book. Jessica, you know that's a whole (laughs) different conversation because I believe in bringing people on my platform and I like to be open-minded and to bring people on the platform. Now, how Mm -hmm. would I feel just because, what, who the hell cares if it's two dads again? Who the hell cares, you know? Who the hell cares? What about all those people that haven't been locked up yet? What about all those, oh, let's talk politics. No, we can't talk politics. (laughs) There's a lot of corruption. So if you're considered, if you're still on the ignorance about Johnny liking Tommy, you need to get over it. Or yeah. you really need to ask God to say, God, I don't agree with it, but just help me to be kind. Like Jessica said, right? Exactly. Exactly. So do you want to throw out your platforms to the people that want to purchase the book? And listeners, don't send her no rude emails either. Do not. I'm telling listeners, do not send no rude emails about to us. Do not quote scripture. Do not. What do you call it? I will not 
I won't listen. I was raised, if you really want to know the <laughs> truth about me, I was really brought up in a, in a Pentecostal conservative church. So I know all the scriptures you're going to throw at me. I know it. So yeah. I'm just warning you, <laughs> I'm coming fully loaded. <laughs> so do you want to throw out your platforms and throw out just a encouraging message to the mothers that are, you know, preparing for next September where they got to send little Johnny to school again? Yeah, so um, you guys can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm under the Jesse K Adventures. Um, in the bio, you'll find the link to my website as well, and that's where you can make your purchases for the book, and you can see in you know upcoming information for when you know the next book is going to be released and the next one after that. And uh, yeah, I guess for you know the parents. Uh, go, with their kids going back to school or, you know, even after the holiday break, who knows what's going to happen for, you know, us in Toronto. Um, but I mean, just breathe, <laughs> breathe, try to, I know some days it's hard for me to even catch my breath, but breathe, give yourself a break, give yourself credit. You parents are doing an amazing job. Look what it's thrown at us. 2020 is throwing things at us left, right and center. And you guys are all killing it. You guys are awesome. Just keep loving yourselves. Keep loving your kids. You can only do the best that you can with what we're given, right? So. All right, all right, all right. I want to thank you so much for debuting on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. All right, all right. And that's going to do it for another episode, episode 106. My platforms, you can reach me, DonovanLacroxy at gmail.com. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you, Donovan. <laughs>